a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. How are we feeling today, Echo? Huh? Are we good? Are we wide awake today? Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and I wanted to celebrate and welcome our brand new fifth graders. Come on, can we just give them a round of applause? This is so awesome. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Hey, um, just a heads up, my name is Pastor Ben. I'm so glad that you guys are here with us today. You are actually coming in at the end of a four-week series that we're in. We're in this series called The Fight, the video that we watched. And, <clears throat> and this is so amazing because... Listen, we, we are not, we're not going out looking for a fight, but we're not going to back down for the fight. And just in case you didn't know, right now, you and I, we're actually in a spiritual battle. We are in a fight whether we want to like it or not. And so week one, we talked about uh, having our defensive weapons and our offensive weapons. Week two, we talked about taming our tongue, the power of our words. And week three, we talked about guarding our heart because everything will flow from it. And today, week four, we're going to be talking about protecting our mind. Somebody say protecting our mind. Say it like you mean it. Okay, okay. Listen, today, I really believe that if you will catch this, if you will get this idea, that it will change the whole path of your life. And that you will live a very successful life. This is so important if you get this. But before I unpack that thought, I just wanted to call, call some people out real quick of, of something that, that God did in my heart just a moment ago in worship. And uh, Drake Davis, man, I got to call you out. I got to call you out because I, I feel like God has a word for you. And I don't normally say that God has a word for somebody, but I got to tell you that God has a word for you. I saw a leader call you out multiple times. And when I saw that, what God spoke to my heart was, Drake, you are meant to call out leaders. Leaders aren't meant to call you out. You're meant to call out leaders that God has created you and designed you to call out the greatness in others. And that you will, you will lead and set an example for others to follow. I really believe that with everything in me. And, and I felt like I had to take a moment out of service to just tell you that. That you are designed by God to call out leaders. Somebody just say Amen. Come on, come on. I don't even know where I was, but yeah, okay, I remember. Hey, this is why we exist as a church and a youth group. We exist as Echo and as a whole entire church so that all people, somebody say all. Say it like you mean it. Okay, all people can realize that God loves them unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. Go ahead, tap yourself on the back. Come on. Yeah, it feels good. Feels good. So I want to I wanna just welcome everybody that's brand new because there's so many of us. Listen, if you're new today and it's your first day, I want to remind you that you belong and that you're family. So welcome to the family. We are so glad that you're here. As a family, we want everybody to know God. What does that mean? How, how do I get to know God? Let me, let me help you. I'll make it so simple. I really believe with everything in me, if you keep coming to Echo, that through the worship, through the message, and through small groups. Come on. Somebody say small groups. They're the most important part of our service, that you will get the tools and the resources to grow 
in your relationship with Jesus. I really believe that. And so um, I want to give you a glimpse into the next three weeks. The next three weeks are so awesome because we're starting a brand new series called Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be sweet because we're talking about the beautiful third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. I am so excited. And um, so this next series is going to be so powerful. You do not want to miss it. By the way, we only have three weeks of Echo Small Groups. Three weeks before summer. What does that mean? Do you mean we're not going to have service anymore? No. No, 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 no. We are going to have service all summer. Every time our church has service, we have service. Y'all heard me, right? We have church. We're just going to take a break from small groups. Well, if you say, well, Ben, I don't, I don't like that. Like, that's just not cool. Who do you think you are? Well, I want to encourage you then to sign up for camp because it's going to feel like a reunion with your small group. It's going to be awesome. So please, who's been to camp? I want to see your hands one more time. Everybody that, that you don't have your hands up, I got to plead with you. Please, please, please. You got to come to camp. It, we have so much fun. We get together. We worship Jesus. That's the whole point. It's all about Jesus. And, but in the midst of that, we, we have games. We have fun. We eat. We go to bed. We eat. We take a little break from that. We eat again. We, then we come back at it. We eat. And then we have a snack. And y'all know that we're going to eat. Okay, I like food. Anyway, squirrel moment. Sign up for camp. It's going to be amazing. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Go ahead and get your Bibles out, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Bring your Bibles to Echo. Don't come without it, okay? And uh, if you've got your phone with you, my man, go ahead, get the Bible app open. There's also a closet, a door right there in the back. Everybody turn around look. That door goes to Narnia, so you can't go all the way in. But there, there's a cabinet with Bibles in it, so if you don't have a Bible, you can go ahead. You could keep one of those Bibles. By the way, if you left your Bible here last week, I'm sorry, I might have just given it away. But go ahead, make sure that you have a Bible. Ephesians 6.10, note takers are, note takers are history makers. That's what we do here, Echo. We take notes because we store up God's word in our heart. So Ephesians 6, let me just say this. In my opinion, guys, this is the most important message in our series. This is so big. So before we jump into it, i got to make sure that we're all on the same page, that we're all tracking together. Who is the author? Who is the audience? What's going on here? So before we jump into the Bible and read it, before we do that, let me just give you some context. This guy's name is Paul. That's the guy that wrote it. So Paul in the Bible was this guy that was just really, really good at building churches. Super good at it, and, and he was gifted at building churches in all kinds of cities. You could think of it like this. It's somebody that Pastor John would look up to, right? So that's Paul. He builds these churches, super wise, super gifted. And, and so he's writing this letter to the church called Ephesus. In fact, most of the book of Ephesians that we're reading right now has to do with what the church looks like and what the church should be like. So he gets to the end of the letter. And now if you didn't know this, the end of the letter is normally the most important thing. And watch how he ends this letter and he begins, he's talking about a battle that they are in. He's talking about a battle that you and I, that we are in. He starts talking about these forces from the outside. It almost sounds a little bit like, like Star Wars, a little crazy. Now let me just read you exactly how he ends this letter. 
If you're with me, say yeah. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Paul was telling us right now, he's saying this is your go and do. This is your action step. That's why he said therefore. Say it one more time. Therefore. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Then take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is awesome. This is amazing. Now what Paul is describing, he goes, hey, hey guys, I know that you love church. I know that you love coming to church and and echo and it's so awesome and we have so much fun and you want to be in church. But just heads up, there's a real devil. There's a real enemy. There's a real battle. There's a real force. And he's saying, just the heads up. I want to make sure that you and I know, that we know that God's not going to put you in a battle that you can't win. or, or, Or that he hasn't already won. He's saying, listen, but the only way that you can win this battle is by putting on the full armor of God. Now the armor, it's been provided by God. It's not something that you can earn. It's not something that once you give enough to kingdom builders, which we should all be doing, that's what we do. Or or, or once you finally tithe enough, remember that's how we honor God, right? Or or, or once you finally memorize enough scripture and you got the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, all up in here. No, 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 no. This is a gift. God gives you this armor and you are fit for the fight. And he's saying that literally in Jesus Christ that you have the victory. Because the victory belongs to God. Somebody say, come on. We're all about energy here. We're about excitement. If I'm preaching good, I want to hear you say, come on, or amen. If I'm preaching bad, I still want to hear you say, come on, or amen. So the Bible says, thank you. Love you, bro. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the evil one, the devil, that he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So my Bible says that greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Translation, greater is he that's in me than what's around me. So I don't have to be afraid of some punk that's already been defeated. God wants you to be fit for your fight. And you've got to engage with the proper armor to rage war and move ahead in life. Come on. It's like when you sit down and you're going to play Fortnite and you get your game ready. It's not, you're not, no, you're going to look for some armor. You know what I'm saying? You want to be fit for your fight. You want to win. So I've got good news. God has given you armor. God's given you the victory. God's given you all the armor that you need, therefore, to stand against the enemy. See, we're not hoping to get victory. We have victory. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. The devil's already defeated. 
So we're going to keep moving forward into the call of God that's upon our life, into our future that he has planned, into the destiny that he has for us, into the dreams that God has created for us. And he's got big dreams in case you didn't know. You are getting fit for the fight. So I want to preach a message. You can write down the title of today's talk. It's called Protecting Our Mind. Just say it with me one more time. Protecting Our Mind. There you go. There you go. Because I believe that for you to walk in your God-given potential, for you to max out your life, it has everything to do with the power of your thinking. And what the devil is trying to fight for is the exact same thing that God wants to fight for. And they're both fighting for your mind. And God wants you to have the ability to think right. Because if you think right, you'll live right. If you think well, you'll live well. If you think great, you will live great. And the devil wants to mess with your mindset and mess with your thinking. But God wants to elevate your thinking. So the first thing we got to do is put on the helmet of salvation. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, that it strengthens us and it encourages us and that we can leave better than we came in. That we are fit for the fight, God. That we have nothing to fear. But fear has to fear us because we're your child, Lord. And we thank you that you're getting us and protecting our mind and helping us to protect our mind. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. You could write down number one. We're only going to have one thought today. Write down number one. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your thinking right. There is nothing worse than having your thinking in the gutter. Having bad thinking. I like to call it stinking thinking. Right? I remember when I was in fourth grade, I would walk around literally, and, and, and when I would walk around and tell all my friends, I would, I would be like, nobody likes me. Nobody, these were the words that literally came out of my mouth. Nobody likes me. Nobody, it was a thought that started, but then I actually began to speak it. And you know what was so crazy? Because I thought it, then I spoke it, and I was walking around. Literally, the friends that I had started to not like me. Because here's the deal. Let me give you a pro tip. Nobody likes a negative Nancy. So if your name's Nancy, I'm not calling you out. But nobody likes a negative Nancy we got to be positive. We can't be Debbie Downers. If your name's Debbie, again, I ain't talking about you. I'm weird. It's okay. We can have fun in church, can't we? But because of my negative thinking and my, and my negative words, see, we gotta, we gotta have we got to have positive thinking. we got to get our thinking right. Am I the only person in this room that's ever had bad thinking? Come on, let me see your hand. I, yeah, thank you. I know we're in church. Okay. Okay, see what usually happens for me is usually my thinking gets bad, my mind gets bad when I'm out of church. When I stop coming to church and, and when, I, when I get out of the word and I'm not reading the Bible and when I, when I stop getting into the presence of God. And that's why I need church every week. That's why I need to be reading the Bible every single day. This is why I need to have worship music playing in the background. And, and I'm not saying you only listen to worship music, I'm just saying it needs to be in your mix. And, 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 and why? Because I, I just, my, my thinking gets bad in just a few days. And you know what's crazy? Alyssa will call me out, my wife. She'll be like, you didn't read your Bible today. I'm like, how'd you know? Girl, how'd you know? She just knows. Something happens. It's so important. So what does God say? He said, over your mind, over your brain, over your thinking, I want you to put on the, the helmet of salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is your belief in Jesus. Salvation is saying, I need the cross, 
I need the truth of Jesus. By the way, the truth of Jesus is the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. That's what governs our life. It's what we live according to. That's the truth of Jesus. It's saying, I am the righteousness of God. I am called. I need that thinking over my own thinking. So I got to put on the helmet of salvation. This is so important because if you do not have the helmet on protecting your brain, protecting your mindset, the devil can run in. The enemy can run in and give you all kinds of thoughts and negativity. And, and, and it will start saying, you should steal that thing right now. Yeah, you should take it. Go ahead. Check out line. Nobody's looking. Go ahead. Put it in your pocket. Oh, or, or, or yeah, go ahead. Say this word. Oh, it's an, that's an ugly, nasty word. It's all right. It's cool. Everybody else is doing it. It's cool. Right? Oh, you should smoke this stuff. You should, you should have unforgiveness. The, the enemy wants to, to put things into your mind. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to give my mind over to the enemy. It's too precious. It's sacred. So I've got to be protected. I'm not going to let the enemy come in and plant all kinds of seeds of, and thoughts of insecurity. Saying that I don't fit in an echo. That's the dumbest thing. If you have that thought right now, that's from the enemy. Tell the devil you is dumb. For real. That's stinking thinking. Thoughts of jealousy or, or envy wanting what everybody else has and, and bitterness and thoughts of like, I don't fit in. He just, he can't run up in my mind. I got to protect that. Anybody else? So I need, come on. See, come on. There it is. So I need the helmet. Do you remember, you remember when you were little and your parents would, your, or your family, they would say, listen, I, I want you to put on your helmet whenever you would ride your bike because they knew that the moment your feet touch the pedals, you're a total savage. You, you know, you're going you're gonna to rip some willies. You're just going to go. And, and so they knew. They're like, you gotta put, you got to put a helmet on just in case you fall. I, wanna per, I, wa I want you to protect your head. What is God saying? I want you to have a helmet on just in case you fall in life. To protect your mind in case you have an oops in life. We need to protect your mind, and, and the only way that you and I can protect our mind is by putting on the helmet of salvation. Look at this promise here in the Bible. It's going to come up on the screen. This is Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I love this scripture so much. Watch what it says. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Oh, So in other words, listen, when you start dealing with anxiety and fear, that's not from God. God will never test you or plague you with fear. In fact, all through the Bible, all through the scriptures, God's theme is be strong and be courageous. God's theme is trying to get you to be stronger. And it's getting you to have more courage to seize the opportunity and the will of God over your life. So fear is from below. Fear is from the wicked one, right? And so God has not given you a spirit of fear, not, a spirit, not, not, not fear over your future, not fear over failure, not fear of, of what the next grade is going to be like, or am I going to connect in echo? Like, am I, am I going to fit in? No, God has not given you that, that fear. Even the worry of, are my friends going to like me when summer's done and we go back to school? Am I still going to fit in? Am I going to be cool? God is not the author of fear. God's the author of faith. So God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Okay, so, so in other words, when my mind starts rattling, when my thoughts start going down a trail it shouldn't go down, when my thinking gets bad, nope. God has given me the ability to think right. 
he's given me discipline. I'm not going to think evil thoughts. I'm not going to think in revenge. I'm not going to think in lust or greed. I'm not going to think about how I'm going to go beat up somebody because I'm so angry. No. God has given me a sound mind. God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power. And he gave me the spirit of love and he gave me the spirit, uh, he gave me sound mind of thinking to think well. God's trying to elevate your thinking. He's trying to get you to think better. If you think better, you will live better. Drake, if you think better, you will live better. You should have your phone out taking notes right now because you're a leader. It's about, it's all about your mind and putting on the helmet of salvation. Worship team, would you guys come out and join me? This is so awesome. You guys watch. They're going to help me sound super spiritual. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. Now, I want to encourage you this week that if you put on God's thoughts, if you put on God's promises, in other words, we're going to make our, our minds think about how good God is. I wonder what your week would look like if you just elevated your thinking, if you changed your thinking. Do you know the Bible says to take our, that we're to take our thoughts captive? How do you take your thoughts captive? How do you do that? You know, you can't stop a, a thought from darting into your mind. It just, boop, pops in there. So how do you take a thought captive? How do you do that? It's by speaking the word of God. So when you get a negative thought that comes into your mind, Let's just, let's just say anger. Anger comes into your mind. Boom. I'm so mad. I'm thinking about whatever so-and-so did. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go beat somebody up today. You got that thought, right? How do you stop that? By speaking what the Word of God says about it. You cannot think a negative thought and speak a positive word. You can't do it. Have you ever tried? Try it this week. You can't impossible so when you have negative thoughts when you have negative thinking you need to begin to speak out what God's Word says let me help you out if you're struggling and you're like what does God say about about this negative thought that I might have here's what you should do super easy tip Google Google what does the Bible say about anger and when all those scriptures come up then pull out your real Bible and open your real Bible Use it as a cheat sheet to get there. And then read the physical Bible and speak it out. Oh, I'm telling you that if you'll do that this week, that it'll literally change your thinking. That it'll elevate your thinking. It'll change your mind. We need to change our thinking. We need to put on the helmet of salvation and say, I am blessed. I'm loved. I'm called. I'm graced. God chose me. I'm anointed. I'm loved. I'm forgiven, and I can do all things through Christ, all things through Christ. Let's bow our heads. If you've come in here today, and you have not started your relationship with Jesus, I want to give everybody that opportunity. If you haven't said, Jesus Christ, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want to be heaven bound I want to be saved see Jesus said this Jesus said I'm the way the truth and the life that no man comes to the father except through me 
It's only, it's only through Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you're saved. So here's the deal. In a moment, we're going to pray a prayer. And if you've not made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you that opportunity. But if you've prayed this prayer, if you've asked Jesus to be Lord over your life, I don't want you to raise your hand because you're saved. In fact, you could even sit on your hands and you can have confidence that you are saved, you are heaven bound. Nothing can ever change that. Nothing, I mean nothing. But if you've not prayed this prayer, and this is you, would you raise your hand? Everybody has their heads bowed and their eyes closed. If you've not asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, would you slip up your hand right now? I'm going to pray with everybody together. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for courage. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. Thank you, God. I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody has their heads bowed and their eyes closed. I thank you, Jesus. We're all going to pray together. And Jesus Christ is going to come into your life. And you are saved. You're heaven bound. You are a child of God. Repeat after me. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus, you're the son of God. And you died on the cross for my sins. And Jesus, I receive you to be my Lord. I'm a child of God. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says, amen. Come on, can we give a huge clap? We just praise God right now. Listen, if you made that decision, here, please hear me. If you made that decision, write down today's date. It's your brand new birthday. Write down the time. I'm so excited for you. In fact, we, ha we have a 14-day devotional for you. So if you have a phone, you can text um, 97,000, the word changed. It's going to come up on the screen. And, and if you don't have a cell phone, that's okay. Tell your small group leader the decision that you made today. And we have a, we have a paper copy of the 14-day devotional.